episode 61 of the practice of nonprofit leadership. I am Nathan Ruby. Well, my co-host Tim is off this week and uh, he is out working his day job this week. In the meantime, we're going to be talking today about something that sooner or later, every nonprofit executive director is going to run into, and that's creating the board meeting agenda. Now, it's okay. It's okay. I, I know a lot of you are starting to shake right now, but just at the mention of board meetings and agendas, and yeah, it's, a, it's enough to send you into a, a, a little bit of uh, anxiety, but it's okay. Don't worry. I'm going to walk you through it. And I'm going to talk about how I set up agendas for my organization. And this is the way I've done it for, oh my gosh, for 15 plus years. Uh, this is the agenda that I've used. And, you know, hopefully there'll be a couple of things that you might be able to use for yourself and, you know, maybe make the process of creating agendas a little easier and just a little bit more enjoyable. Now, before we get into today's uh, talk about agendas, today's topic, I'd like to go back to last week's episode. Him and I would really be interested in hearing your experiences, what's working, what's not working, and you know your individual reality as an executive director and your year-end fundraising is unique to you. You are the only one that's experiencing what your organization is experiencing. And just because you hear something on the news, you hear something on the radio, or you you listen to two strange guys on a podcast, that doesn't mean that that's what you're experiencing. And, oh, well, just to make sure that we're clear, I'm not talking about Tim and I. I'm talking about other strange people that you might hear on podcasts. So anyway, let us know. We'd love to hear how it's going and what your experiences are uh, in this last uh, month and a half of the uh, 2022 fundraising season. So, all right, well, let's get on it. Let's get to today's topic of talking about board meeting agendas. So let's let's start this discussion off with kind of a, a definition of what is the main purpose of an agenda. And in my opinion, the purpose of the agenda is to keep the meeting on track while at the same time pro providing necessary information to the board in a timely manner. Now, there's a couple of main pieces of that. First of all is you want your board to have the right information that they need to be well-informed and make good decisions on behalf of the organization and those it serves. Your board member, they can't help you as the executive director, and they can't make good decisions about the organization if they don't have the right information. Your agenda helps to determine ahead of time what they need to know and what they don't, all right? And a second piece of that, of that definition, is keeping on track. Now, having been a board member myself, and, and obviously as an executive director, I can tell you from both sides of the, of the table, nobody likes three-hour-long meetings that drag on and on and on. And I'm sure you've probably been in them. Actually, some of, some of those meetings might be your board meetings right now. And it is it is mind numbing when you're sitting there and it's nine o'clock at night and every single board member is taking their 15 minutes to give their personal opinion on which brand of push mower the organization should buy so that they could mow the grass. You know, it, it is by having a good, solid agenda ahead of time, 
you will minimize the risk of, of having a meeting drag on and on and on and on. All right. Another point here is who makes the agenda? Well, you might be saying, but Nathan, the board meeting agenda, that's a board, that's a board issue. It, it's the board's job to create their own agenda. It's not the executive director's job. That's that's not my job. Well, to those of you who were thinking that, and, and I know there's at least a handful of you out there, uh, good job. You are absolutely correct. And you have earned yourself a gold star for the day. Board ag meeting agendas actually is the purview of the board. So it is the job board's job to create that agenda. And in a perfect world, that would happen all the time. But in the world that you and I and Tim that we all live in, typically it is only the larger, more complex organizations who actually have the board where they're creating their own agenda. And for the rest of us, uh, <laughs> well, that job's going to fall to you. It's pretty typically in, in smaller to medium organizations, pretty typical that the executive director at least drafts out the, the board agenda uh, and then shares it with the board president and then together you finish it up. But uh, for the most part, you probably are at least at the bare minimum creating that draft. I have, I'm going to, over the next few minutes, I'm going to go through what my agenda looks like, uh, how I put it together, and I, I put it together in five sections, all right? So here we go. The first section, uh, and I just I just call it the requirements. So this is the kind of the opening things that every board meeting is going to have. And now some of this could be dictated by your state. Uh, rules for nonprofits are dictated by the state. So if you have any state laws or requirements, you have to make sure that that's in there. Uh, pretty typically, the three that I see the most would be one, if your organization comes from a faith tradition or is a, is a faith organization, uh, a lot of organizations will start with a prayer. Uh, if it's not, if you're not coming, if the organization's not from a faith tradition, then that's that's optional. You certainly don't have to do that. And there's no state law, obviously, that you have to do that. So uh, opening with prayer, if, if that's appropriate. Number two would be roll call. And roll calls every time. That, that is a non-negotiable. And roll call should include everybody in the room or everybody on the Zoom call or however you're doing the meeting. So board members, uh, you definitely want to get your board members recorded. Uh, and that's critically important. Attendance, just, just like in school, attendance is very important. Uh, you need to know there needs to be a record of who was there and who wasn't there. Uh, that will especially come uh, handy when you have a board member who's missed two, three, four board meetings in a row. You have to have that record of that. That is good. But then you also should have who else is in the room. And you, you do the board members first and then you know guests or staff that are in the room. So you want a record of everybody that was part of the call. So that would be roll call. And then the third piece is the minutes. And in my state, where, where Tim and I are in our state, it is the minutes are mandatory. You have to have a record of the minutes. And our auditors ask for it every year. So, and I think according to Robert's Rules of Order, which is kind of a, a if you've never gotten the Robert's Rules of Order, it's a good thing to uh, buy whatever the current uh, edition is. Uh, and it goes through what all the rules of, of board meetings are and aren't. Uh, and I think that's pretty standard in, in those as well. So 
Now, I do get questioned a lot on the minutes is how detailed should they be? I mean, should they be a, a, an outline or should it just be an outline with bullets or should it be like a word for word, you know, exactly who said what in, in every step of the way throughout the board meeting? And that's really up to your board to decide how deep of, uh, of content they want, how specific they are. I would say it is really nice when you've got a question of, you know what, who said that? Or did we really vote on that? Or what did we actually mean about that? It is nice to have more detail than less detail when it comes to that. But you also don't need a, a stenographer to come in and shorthand every single word. You know, it's not trial. We, we don't need every single word of the trial. Uh, so so probably a, lean a little heavier towards detail without going overboard, I guess, is what I'm saying. So, all right, that first section of the requirements, prayer, if you so choose, roll call minutes. Those are about five minutes. I mean, that usually goes really quick, unless you've got a massively big board. Um, but those those go pretty quick. And the minutes, you know, everybody, you give people, they should have already reviewed them beforehand, but give people a few minutes to review them. Somebody makes a motion, somebody seconds it, you take the uh, uh, the vote, and that's approved. That doesn't take a lot of time. All right, so there's five minutes of your board agenda. Section two. Now, this is me and how I do my agenda. So section two for me is actually my executive director report. And in the executive director report, I take just a few minutes, usually about five. Uh, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not a huge amount of time, typically, unless there's something massively important going on. And what I'm looking for here is I am giving them updates on things that we're not going to cover in the rest of the meeting. So maybe there's a specific program update, or maybe there's a staffing change, or maybe there's uh, a some something specific that I need the board to know, or I want them to know that is meaningful to them. What you don't want to do on this is you don't ever want to waste people's time in your board meeting. So if you're going to cover it in the rest of the meeting, then don't be reporting on it in the beginning. So... Um, the other thing that I do on this is also what I'm seeing or what I'm thinking. So if there's a, oh gosh, if there's a fundraising event coming up a few months out that I'm making some moves to get ready for, or if there's a trend that's happening within the industry or within the sector that you're in, that you just want the board to know, say, hey, you know, we're in the, we're in the historical society, you're a, you're a state historical society or county uh, historical society. And I read an article last week about uh, county historical societies and this. So that would be something to to report on that would be outside of what the rest of the agenda is. So I usually take about five minutes to do that. All right, that's section two. So we've got section one requirements, section two, executive director report. We're about 10 minutes into the meeting and we're moving along. We're clicking things off. You know, we, we got forward momentum here. So section three, and I call this section money. And in money, we're going to talk about two things. We're going to do the finance report or, or the treasurer's report, whichever way you want to call it, and then fundraising. And I've got, usually it's about 20 minutes for both of these. And I start off with the treasurer's report. And the reason I start off with the treasurer's report is board members, without rolling their eyes in the back of their head and losing them because of so much detail, they want to know, hey, are we okay? You know, do we have money in the bank? Are we going to be able to make payroll? Do we have 
Do we have enough money to do the things that we need to do? So you want to try to get that out in the in, more in front of the of the meeting and address it, and then you can move on. And really, how much information you give is really up to you and your treasurer. Uh, there's all kinds of different reports that you can run. At a minimum, there's usually two reports that I think are pretty important for your board to know. One is bank balances. You know, basically, how much money do we have in the bank or wherever you keep your money? And then two, a year-to-date budget comparison. So we had, you know, inner budget. This was expenses and revenue, and this is where we are compared to expenses and revenue. So it just gives the it gives the board a, a sense of what's going on. That would be, I think, kind of the bare minimum. Uh, and like I said, there are multiple other reports that could be helpful for the board, but that's really between the treasurer and your board, not you. This really is a place where it, it's not up to you to make that decision. That's the treasurer and the board. So um, now I, I would say that maybe you as the executive director may have to trigger that discussion or facilitate that discussion. If you get a sense that your board members are not getting the information they need, and if you're if you're looking around the room and you're feeling a little angst, you may want to say, you know, board, is there are there other reports that you other information you would like to have that you're not getting and then facilitate that conversation. So um, I think in general, when it comes to the treasurer's report or finance report, the, the better things are, the less that your board's going to want to know. You know, most people sitting around the conference table or sitting on the Zoom call are not finance experts. They're not people that can, you know, that really get excited about digging deep into the numbers. So if things overall, if things are pretty good, then they're going to want to know, yeah, they're not going to need to know as much detail. However, if finances start to turn from green, you know, everything's great, everything's good to yellow, where, hey, you know, there's a couple of things I'm seeing that are, are coming that may cause some issues for us to red, where, well, my gosh, we're out, we're going to be out of cash next month. Those then your board needs to know that, and you need to spend more time on that. And rule number one in finances in a nonprofit is don't ever, ever keep your board in the dark about negative financial news. They should never come to a meeting and be shocked that there's a significant financial crisis uh, going on. They should have known about that one, two, three board meetings ahead. So the better things are going, probably the less detail you have to go into. As things start to turn south on you, you better be giving, spending more time, more detail on those things. All right. Uh, second part of money is fundraising. Now, this will depend on if you have a fundraising committee with a board member, if it's a board uh, committee and you actually have a board member who's the chair of the of the fundraising committee, philanthropy, whatever you call it, then it might be a, a little bit more detailed. But in general, if you don't have fundraising as part of your board agenda, I really, really highly recommend that you add it because what is on the agenda is important. It, it, if it's not on the agenda, then it's not important for the board members to know. So by the lack of it not being on the agenda, by its absence, that means, oh, fundraising is not important. I don't have to pay attention. So what gets talked about in board meetings is important. So um it's on the agenda every month. I, I never, ever, ever have a board meeting where fundraising is not on the agenda. And so just some basic things that you might want to think about when you report on fundraising would be year to date, you know, how much have we raised? That's a pretty typical thing that your board would want to know. Uh, and then I always do some update on strategies. 
uh, revenue raised? What, what do I see? What's coming? Are we, you know, are we doing okay? Are we struggling a little bit? Uh, explain any areas not performing as, as expected. And, you know, that happens. Hey, you know, we had this, we were planning a, a, our big annual event and attendance was down 20%. And, you know, it's due to COVID or whatever. Uh, just, you know, if things are underperforming, just update on what's happening. And then um, the last thing, the fourth thing I always do, or you should always do, is what do you want them to do in the next one to three months to help you fundraise? And here's why. If they don't know what to do, your board members will do nothing. If you don't ask them and if they're if you don't give them clear direction, they will not take action. So you've got to include what you want them to do in the next one to three months. So year-to-date uh, numbers, update on strategies, explain any areas underperforming, and giving them a clear call to action. That's your fundraising update. So, all right. So we have three sections, requirements, executive director report, money. And I got 20 minutes on Monday on money. So we're now 10, 20, we're 30 minutes into the evening or afternoon or morning, whenever you do your board meeting. And now we're going into section four. And this is usually, in my experience, board members like this section the most. And I just call this program updates. And you want you want your board to be up to date on programs. You really do. Because when some, when they're in a conversation with somebody and they, the, they're with their neighbor and their neighbor knows they're on the board of your organization and the neighbor says, Oh, so, you know, what's going on with XYZ organization? What's new? Well, your board members got to know what to say. And the best thing you can have for your board members, the best way they can help you is to be out in the community telling stories about all the outstanding, wonderful, amazing things that your organization is doing. And those stories come in this section, in the program section. But I break it into two pieces. So one is I do a program highlight. And this is going to get about 10 to 15 minutes of time, give or take. And I usually have, if I can, if if I can't, I do it myself, but have the person responsible for that program area. Maybe it's staff, maybe it's a volunteer, who whoever has responsibility for running that program, you actually have them at the board meeting. You have them report on what they're doing. And you basically break it down into four things. A story about how the program is transforming lives, what's going well what the program is struggling with, and the plan for the next quarter. So those are four things. I'll say them again. A story about how the programming is transforming lives, what's going well, what we're struggling with, and the plan for the next quarter. That's the report. That's what you want your person to be sharing with the board. And that is a 10 minutes, 15, you know, you could, you could do 15, but 10 to 15 would be about the, uh, don't, don't go into a 30 minute thing and tell your program people, Hey, you've got, you know, you've got 10 minutes and maybe they'll take 15. Uh, and so, and the story is the, is the most important out of that whole list. So that's the program highlight. And then what I do for the other programs is I do a one page or two page, sometimes page and a half, but I try to keep it to one page, a, a written report. And those, those written reports you get ahead of time before the board meeting and they go into the board packet. 
So board members have all of the all of the program reports. So, you know, typically for small to medium organizations, you know, you've got three, four, five programs. Some programs are split. You know, they're they've got two primary things. So w- w- you can whatever you think is the appropriate you know programming to put in there, but have those written up and basically the same format as as what the uh, what the program highlights going to be, and so that you're not spending an hour and a half talking about program. You highlight the one, and then the rest are written. All right. Then for the written reports, I do just a couple of minutes, and it's called written reports, and then in parentheses, questions only. And so my board knows that if they've read those reports ahead of time that they're supposed to, if they have a question, now's the time to bring it up. And we'll answer those questions, and we'll we'll deal with it in the correct amount of time. But they've got all the information ahead of time. So. 20 minutes for program, program highlight, 15 minutes, and that you're digging in deeper in one particular program for that board meeting. The rest of the programs are written and they're included in the packet that the board members got got before the meeting. Okay, I hope I made that clear. All right, so that is section four. So we're now, what, we're 10 minutes, 20 minutes, that's 30 minutes, plus 20 minutes, so we're at 50 minutes. All right, and we just finished up with program. Now we're going into what I call the business. And uh, the business is old business and new business. Uh, Typically not very fancy. You know, a lot of meetings end with old business and new business. So old business is anything that the board has asked for follow-up on. So it might be you reporting back on something that the board asked you to do. Might be uh, a a member of the board. It might be a committee who's reporting back on something that the board asked them to do. So anything that the old, that the, in a prior meeting that the board asked for follow-up on, this is a place that I usually put that. Now, sometimes if I have, if if it's going to be a larger discussion, something more substantial, I may give it an agenda space up above, but typically I put it here in old business. The other thing you remember about this section of, of the agenda is you're now over an hour in, and by now you're starting to lose people. You're starting to lose focus. You're starting to lose energy. They've been sitting for a long time. So if you've got like real heavy stuff that has to be talked about, then you might want to add that up higher in the agenda earlier in the in the meeting. So that's old business, and then new business. And new business is would be new programs, new initiative. Things that the board will need to take action on at some point in the future. If the board doesn't need to take action on it, then it really shouldn't be in this section. You know, maybe you want, maybe you want to report on it in your executive director report up in the front. But if the board doesn't have to take future action on it, then I'm not, I'm not including it in new business. These are just things that the board's going to have to make a decision about some point in the future. So that's new business. And then we have adjournment, which is sometimes the favorite part of the meeting. And uh, so that that agenda, that gives you, that was about a mi- an hour, 15, hour, 20. And actually, that is my target. A- an hour, 15 is my target for my board meetings. Uh, it- it- it's long enough where board members feel like they've they've gotten the information they need. They're well-educated. They know they've got the right information to make decisions. They know where we are financially. They know what's coming up with fundraising. 
They've heard new stories of all the great things the organization is doing, so they feel good about the organization, and they're ready to they're they're ready to call it a night or you know whatever morning whatever and, and go on their way. So that's my target is an hour and fifteen minutes. Now, one thing I want you to remember is not everything has to be discussed at a board meeting. So in any of these categories, in any of these topics, if you have a board member who is taking a topic or taking a question deeper and deeper and deeper. And as you're watching, and if you're not meeting in in person, this is why Zoom is pretty important. And, And you want your board members on camera, if at all possible. If you're starting to see body language where, you know, this one board member is going on and on and on and on about something and the rest of the board is done or they they're ready to move on or they don't seem to have the same depth of of interest in this topic. What I always recommend is, you know, you do not have to have this massive discussion with one board member during board meeting time. Take it offline. Say, you know. Mr. Board member, Mrs. Board member, Miss Board member, you know, I know that's really important to you and I absolutely want to cover that with you. Might be better if we take the, you know, let me, give me some time after the board meeting and we'll have some good one-on-one time and we can talk through that or tomorrow or next week or whenever. Uh, and that will kind of keep things moving along, but still giving board members the ability to talk about things and engage in conversation. If you have a board member that's going in deep on something and you have you know, the rest of the board members are intently listening and they're engaged in it. Well, then, yeah, you you want to continue that conversation. But if, if you're losing everybody else and you've got one board member who still is drilling down on something, try to take that offline into a, into another time. So uh, closing thoughts, uh, a couple of closing thoughts. Board meetings are a great opportunity to engage your board members and make sure they have all the right information they need to make good, solid decisions about the organization. Running your meetings smoothly and efficiently is a very good strategy to recruit and retain the very best board members possible. And that starts with a solid agenda. So what tips or hacks do you have for your board agendas? Tim and I would love to hear from you. Let us know what works for you. or do you have something on your agenda during your board board meetings that you'd really like to fix and you just don't know how to fix it? Well, send us an email. Tim and I will give you a call back and we would be happy to check it out and see if we can help you. As always, our emails are in the show notes. That's all for today. Until next time.